Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on many popular podcast hosting sites, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at noon on WJFN 100.5 FM in the Richmond area. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Today, we are joined by Ray Leone, a board-certified music therapist and the director of the music therapy program at Anova Health System. Ray uses his talents to help ease stress in a hospital setting for patients as well as caregivers. And with that introduction, welcome to the program, Ray. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're delighted that you can make a few minutes to be with us. So let's start by chatting about music therapy. Many people recognize the power of music to alter or improve mood, but there's actually a fair amount of scientific research about the benefits of music for people who are ailing and how they respond to treatment. And so that's where the work that you do, Ray, comes in. So if you would, please tell us about what you do in a practical sense in clinical settings to help patients and staff. So music therapy is an evidence-based clinical practice, which means that all the work we do is based on research and is evidence-based. So essentially what music therapists do is we are clinicians and we use music in a means to help address a need. For instance, if the need that needs to be addressed is to help reduce anxiety, then we will design music interventions to help reduce anxiety. And all the interventions we design are based on our research showing that music can have a positive effect on things like reduction of anxiety, the reduction of pain to help in a clinical sense. While those are addressing physiological needs, music therapists can also address the psychological needs of patients by using music to help them, you know, figure out how they're feeling about what they're going through, to help them express a little bit of what they're feeling, help create a bit of a sense of self and control for them. So we work in both the physiological side and the psychological side. Well, I appreciate you explaining that for the benefit of our listeners. Can you tell me a little bit about how your work has changed during the COVID-19 pandemic? Are you still providing music therapy services in clinical and hospital settings? Currently, we are not. Music therapists, and this is based on a location-by-location situation. So right now, within the ANOVA healthcare system, where we usually work bedside, we are not working individually and seeing patients at the moment. So we've had to, like many others during this time, had to alter and find other ways to work, mainly within a virtual platform. We are creating some content that ANOVA staff can use for patients and for themselves during this time through various outlets. And one of those outlets that we put together recently at Nova Loudon Hospital was a project called the Song of the Day Project. And this is mainly for hospital staff where they can sort of request a song, a song of meaning for them, a song of power, anything really, but something that sort of helps them. And I get this list of all these songs and then I will record and create a YouTube video of each song of the day and we'll send that out to the entire staff. We've also created content on a YouTube channel that any nurse or staff can use and give to their patients to find ways to use that content to help them while they're in the hospital, especially these days when patients might be feeling isolated more so without having visitors. And in some areas, we are actually doing telemusic therapy directly with patients. One of my colleagues who is working with the Inova Fairfax Children's Hospital is working with their child life team to see patients there for telemusic therapy sessions through iPads. So there are all these different different ways that we've had to be innovative
innovative during this time. And, you know, hopefully soon we can get back to seeing patients one-on-one. But that's basically what we're doing uh, right now. That actually is a great segue to the next question I had for you. I did look up your YouTube channel and saw that you've done a number of covers by people like Tom Petty and Bon Jovi and the Beatles and Pharrell and Benny King, Bill Withers, the Foo Fighters and many others. So I wonder when you're taking requests like that, what is the most frequently requested, whether it's a song or an artist that you get asked to play some music by? Interestingly, you know, music is very subjective to our own personal likes and needs. And in music therapy, even though it is a clinical practice, we know that that's a fact. So we use that to the best of our advantage. So what people's musical tastes affect how they feel about how they use music. And we know that songs are very powerful. You know, songs can sort of speak for us when we don't have a voice or we don't have the words to speak as to how we're feeling. You know, songs can help us sort of reflect on how we're feeling songs can motivate us and songs are very personal you know there's no sort of one answer to the type of songs or artists it really is you know what works for you music therapy is a very individualized practice meaning what I may do when I'm working with one person may be completely different than when I'm working with another person even though we may be addressing the same goals so music preference is a big part of how we use music in our own lives and that's something that we also bring into it as a clinical practice So we've talked about the benefits of music therapy for patients and staff. What about for you personally? How does it make you feel to play a soothing melody for someone that's going through a tough time or experiencing pain? It's a great question, and it's a very interesting means to think about. But music, you know, when you share a music experience, meaning if two people or a group of people are listening to music together or participating in a shared music experience by playing music together and such, there is always a connection created. And that is another one of the great benefits of music and music therapy. So if I'm working with a patient individually one-on-one, the music is also creating a connection between the two of us. And I can use the music to sort of reflect on what they are going through. I can use the music to also show perhaps a sense of empathy and we can sort of be in this journey together. So one of the really important things and benefits of music therapy is creating these connections. So for me, as the music therapist, um, bringing the music into any situation, I am always brought into it as well. And I sort of am always meeting someone with the music and sort of, you know, taking on a little bit of what they're going through by reflecting back and creating this experience with them together. So it's very interesting and certainly something that I've had to work on managing over the years because music is very powerful and very emotional and some of the situations that we are getting into and creating together can be very emotional. It sounds like, in many ways, a collaborative two-person process. I appreciate you explaining that. Ray, you've been working in music professionally for several decades now. From what I gather early on as the lead singer and guitarist for a kid-friendly band named Starfish, and now with a music therapy organization called A Place to Be. I wonder, looking back, what inspired you to pursue this work professionally? You know, I didn't become a music therapist right out of college. A lot of people can go to music therapy as an undergraduate major. I was a music major when I originally went to college and became a, a musician and a professional musician. And at some point, we used to do a lot of performing and writing music for children and families. 
And back at that time, occasionally we would get asked to do some concerts or programs for children with special needs and such. And I would see how these kids with special needs would respond to the music in a different way than anything else. Sometimes they were all over the place and then suddenly their focus came right in with the music. So that was always very interesting to me. And at that time, I started to learn about music therapy as a clinical practice. And I did some research into it. So then I did go back to school back then into a professional studies program. My original degree was a music degree. So I went into a program and I got a degree in music therapy and then became a board certified music therapist and then have gone on to get my master's degree as well. So that was my route to get to where I am now. Okay, well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And before we go, Ray, as I mentioned, I have a few other questions for you to give listeners a bit of a sense of who you are beyond the work that you do. The first question, Ray, is what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given and why is it important to you? Hmm. I think be true to yourself has always been a good piece of advice and be honest with yourself. Also, don't worry about what others are doing. You know, worry about yourself and things will usually work out very well then. And that goes back to when I was a performer. I think that's where I first got that advice. It's like, don't worry about that guy over there who may be doing really well. Just worry about yourself and things will fall into place. And that's kind of something that stuck with me. Absolutely important to be self-satisfied in a healthy way. And to quote the bard, to thine own self be true. So good pieces of advice. Next, and let me preface this by saying that this is a hypothetical scenario, but in the imaginary world in which you found yourself on death row, what would your last meal be, Ray? My last meal? Hmm, that's a uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Boy, I grew up born and bred in Baltimore, so it would probably have some seafood uh, involved there. I grew up on crab cakes and such, so and you know, probably a good glass of wine or maybe a good craft beer to go along with that. Okay, that sounds like a good meal. And finally, if you were stranded on a deserted island, Ray, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself occupied? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, please give us one book, one album, and one movie that you would want in your personal survival kit. Wow, that's so hard to pick one, especially with the album, because there's so many. Gosh, I will say the one album I would take would probably be the Foo Fighters album, Wasting Light, which has been my go-to album since it came out. The one book I keep going back to a recent biography of Leonardo da Vinci that I read, and it really struck me because Leonardo da Vinci was essentially the first person to bridge art and science. Science influenced his art, and art influenced his science, and that is essentially what we're doing with music therapy. And for the movie, hmm, it's got to be maybe something light, maybe something funny. So how about, there's something about Mary. Got to keep it light there. Okay, well, those are all great picks, <laughs> and I appreciate you sharing those with us. With that, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And thanks again to our guest, Ray Leone, a music therapist working with the Innova Health System, for joining us today. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. Thank you.